Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the 832 Podcast. And today I am joined by Kyle Marion of the New Mind Collective Podcast. That's right. And today we're going to be talking about um, worship and how it's important to discipleship, how it's important to growing our relationship with Christ. And while you're here, Kyle, let's talk a sure. bit about your podcast, about uh, some of your latest stuff, like um, your work with the Monday morning meditations and uh, Wednesday worship. Wednesday stuff. worship. Let's talk about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, when I first started New Mind Collective, um, when I had originally came up with the idea, it was more of just a brand. It was meant to be positive mm-hmm. and, you know, encouraging, encourage people to um, explore their artistic talents, their creativity. Um, you know, if they feel like they're the black sheep or, you know, a little different to remind them that, that they have gifts that could be used um, for God's glory. And I think that's what it became. But in the beginning, it was more just meant to be positive And I wasn't going to, I guess, bring in the spiritual side as much. And um, But when I decided to revive the, the brand and start the podcast for it, I felt like God really put on my heart to, um, I was kind of convicted, like, you know, how are you going to not use my name or really, you know, give people the tools that they need to to find freedom and and really be all that they can be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you know that I'm the the main source of what makes that happen, you know, if I'm the, if I'm the key, people. if I'm the answer, yeah, why aren't you going to tell people why are you going to do it in this roundabout way? Where, you know, you're going to lure them in with, you know, cool stuff and, you know, kind of like what the world does, like, ooh, shiny things and, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, you know, kind of, um, ah, man, um, forgive me, I'm spacing right now. But, yeah, you know, instead of trying to attract people with shiny things or or gimmicks or um, the typical social media kind of strategy, I was like, you know, I, I think I can do that. I like visuals. I like art. And that's part of what the, the New Mind Collective is about. Um, but if I have the, the answer or what I think is the answer for, you know, life and living it abundantly and being successful and, and really ex- experiencing, um, you know, uh, the complete Christian life, then I got to put that in there. You know, I don't want right. to be preachy or you know, try to make people feel like they're doing the wrong thing or that, you know, um, that it somehow is, is an inclusive club only for Christians. But I want to let people know that God does love them, that what I believe influences my art and what I create. And, you know, that I think that it would be beneficial for right. anybody that, you know, a Christian podcast <clears throat> that definitely invites others to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Let them know that that's what separates, uh, you know, that that's what makes us different. You know what I mean? Like, there's a there's a popular saying that's like uh, I think it was Saint uh, Saint Francis or somebody who said preach the gospel at all times when necessary use word or Saint oh, Augustine yeah, or something one. like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I think Nate occasionally brings it up. Yeah, people, you know, people, and I and I think sometimes it might be taken out of context, but you know, because the, when I'm thinking about it, it's like, do I want to? just use my life without ever talking you know Mm -hmm. the main my main source of communications is my words Mm -hmm. (laughs) so do i just want to hope that i can display it well enough over my life to draw people in yeah or do i want to tell them like hey this is what i believe and i make mistakes all the time because one day you might watch my life and say hey man kyle's doing pretty good you know like man he's got it together better than I do or you know whatever <laughs> and if you're just going off my example but then another day you might say like, like oh, oh Kyle. Are, yeah like what <laughs> is it and <clears throat> we go through seasons if you read the Psalms with David you know like, oh yeah David's a shining <laughs> example of you know he he did a lot of good things and he really messed up. Yeah, and he did. But even in and, and even in the Psalms, when he goes through, it's like one minute he's like, "Oh God, you're awesome," you know. I love it. He's like, "I, I just want to worship you," you know. You're the only thing that matters. And other times, he's like, "Oh, my enemies are trying to kill me," you know. Like, just let me die, you know. He kind of seems right. to go back and forth um, in extremes, and so, you know, I know I have the tendency to do that too, and so. I'm not confident enough in my ability to just set an example without letting people know, like, 
this is what I believe. This is where my heart is. I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. Right. And that's, you know, that's what Christianity is, you know. Right. It's like we believe in, in Jesus. We believe that he died on the cross for our sins and that, right. you know, he is the example. We need to strive to be like him. Right. But we'll never be perfect. Yeah. And that's why he died for the on the cross for us because we'll never be perfect. You know, right. that's why we have the law to understand. Yeah. We're, we're never going to be perfect yeah like you said it's with like you said it's we have to understand that without him we don't get in right. like period like even on your best day with your best behavior it's all filthy rags considered to god's holiness and god's righteousness right that um right that there I, I can't name the verses off the top of my head but you know there are several verses where it's like you know when you come to heaven and you're like look god at all the things i did for you it's going to be like, I don't know you. Yeah. Because you're trying to say that you deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it was your works, not God's grace. Wow. And your yeah. relationship with God. And that's that's the whole thing. Mm. That's a good that's a good description of that. I hadn't really ever thought about and it I that think, way. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that's that's in there. I've read that somewhere. No, it is. It's it. okay. I'm, I'm trying I can't to... remember the verses at, <laughs> at the moment, but it's there. I'm not making stuff up. Yeah. I've read my Bible, I swear. Um, <laughs> I mean, we could even look it up right now. Uh, but, yeah, because I can't remember. Like, I feel like there might be something in Timothy, but I know there's other places, right. you know, Revelation and stuff. Where, right. Because Jesus said that, I don't know, we're, we'll get off the rabbit trail on who said it, but right. it's definitely in there. Right. Um, but, yeah, that's um, talking about your podcast, why you started it, why it is the way it is. And just real quick on Monday, and so Monday morning meditation just to, and Wednesday worship, you know, I've, I've been experiencing a lot of spiritual warfare. I mean, look at the world. There's a lot of stuff going on. I think the enemy's, you know, kind of trying to destroy as much as he can in this time. And so, but with Monday morning meditation, I just wanted to, you know, have a time where people could come if they wanted to, you know, and um, go through um, a devotional, start to, if they're hungry or they're, you know, looking for for answers, then to do that. And then Wednesday worship, which I'm sure we'll get into the importance of, you know, worship and some more Mm -hmm. stuff um, about that. I just, I feel like as a worshiper, as a worship leader, that it's so important um it's so important for us because i think you know human beings were made to worship something you know we're you know we're and we know specifically what or who (laughs) right and we know and we know what or who and if we're but sometimes if our soul or our walk gets out of alignment we can start to worship other things right like money or other gods yeah yeah and even and even another way i mean if if you want to look at it this way it's I mean, fear can be an idol too. You know what I mean? Because if God's word says that, you know, I'm going to provide for you and that, you know, I'm going to take care of you and protect you. And um, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. And you have that promise from God. Or you're, you're putting more emphasis on the what, fear, on, than, on the fear yeah. or um, putting more power into your circumstances than the fact that God will carry you through. Right. Which, I've dealt with that too, because yeah. you know this podcast is not something that the devil likes. Sure, of so not. Uh, I was I went through a hard ride um, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Like, why would anyone want to talk to me? <laughs> you know, this was right before um, trying to talk to uh, Brent Vickers. Yeah, uh, about um, the question, the question of miracles and the origin of life mm-hmm. for our apologetic series. And I was like, why would he want to talk to me? He's been on like five times already. Yeah. Um, and I was in a hard rut for that, mm-hmm. and it took me all day to get out of that even a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, my one thing my grandpa said that struck me was, um, if if the devil um, can't change you from being a believer, he will mm-hmm. try and make you inert. Mm-hmm. You know, inactive. Yeah, inactive. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so that mm-hmm. was a bit, um, you know us both go, going through different things with our podcasts sure and it's there's a um before there was a um a prophet um that i that is teaches and also preaches <clears throat> that i like to listen to and it was talking about spiritual warfare and it goes along with what you said he said um you know we have the sword of the spirit right 
Satan's already been defeated by, you know, Jesus' death and resurrection, you know, from the grave. He has all the power. He's given it all to us. And so the enemy knows that if we lift that sword up, he's dead. Like, you know, you know. All we have to do is sort of truth. Yeah, that sort of the spirit, you know, the scripture says it's even, you know, possible of separating the the soul from the spirit or the, you know, and and piercing it can cut through what nothing else can get to. It gets to the heart of the matter. And so the enemy knows that if we lift the sword, he's dead. And so um, the prophet said, so what does he do? He tries to convince us that we don't have the strength to lift it. It's uh, it's just actually a really neat thing. Yeah. Um, and that, that was a bit of a thing with uh, like a theme with your Monday morning meditations was, um, you know, to trust God with your projects so that you yeah. can actually do it and do what you uh, what God's called you to do. Absolutely. And going off of the spiritual stuff, um, since we've talked a bit about your podcast. Yeah. Which, thanks for coming on. Um, Happy to. Part of, you know... How we worship, you know, Sunday mornings and all that is with music mm-hmm. and bouncing off of the spiritual stuff. I have found that music is a very spiritual thing. Mm. And I found that I'm <laughs> through you too. <laughs> but um, I don't know exactly what these guys believe. I don't think they're Christian. But what they uh, like this... The dude at Root Flute, R-O-O-T-F-L-U-T-E. Okay. Uh, he makes instruments out of shed, like uh, antlers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Beautiful things. Beautiful sounds. And seeing, he, there's lots of videos of him playing for people mm-hmm. and um, playing for animals and seeing how animals react. He, mm. he was playing in front of a gang of monkeys and they actually let him get really close and like touch him. Oh, yeah. Uh, or touch his instrument. And um, like, and he was playing for an elephant and the elephant like... With but his trunk, trunk. <laughs> and it was like it was it helped me understand that music is spiritual it yeah. has very strong feelings it helps you to grow closer to we would hope the right spirit god mm-hmm. god's spirit even if people don't follow that anyways yeah but seeing what he put into his instruments and what he put into his music helped me realize because I'm a, I'm a worship leader too. I go mm-hmm. I I play flute in the worship band, which is part of the reason why uh, his music called to me. I guess because yeah. what the flute I recognize a, <laughs> yeah. a, a flute worshiper, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like it helped me realize that music is spiritual and mm-hmm. I saw more like a worship thing mm. watching him than I really think I have watching some worship bands mm-hmm. i'm like that's a shame you know I, and i was thinking to myself like this is something i need to start incorporating not what he believes necessarily but mm-hmm. at least that part where it's like to worship god to the fullest of my abilities to like with the skills he's given me mm-hmm. um with the flute to worship him to give him glory mm-hmm. i need to fully understand that music is spiritual mm. and that what he's saying or like um, that, you know, m- music ha- is effective. Yeah. And you know that's why we use it. You sure. Know? Of course, like if we we wouldn't have um, been using music to help us worship God and give Him glory if it didn't work. Yeah, for sure. Um. So yeah, and I just thought that was that's that that was something I felt like I needed to get out and yeah. something. Uh, yesterday. Sure. Um, messaging you, you were like, "Hey, I was writing worship music." Yeah. So what? Let Let's talk a bit about um, the spiritual side of that for you, like. Yeah, for sure. You know, like you said, I, um, there, there's so much that we could say about worship. While you were talking, I was just thinking that, like, you've heard music is the universal language, right? Because right. it, it doesn't, yeah. you know, you don't have to know. There's no word. There doesn't have to be words, you know, especially right. with certain classical music right. because or instrumentals. There, there, there's all. It follows the same rules. Right. You know, it's what, how you use that rules that helps you convey different things. Yeah. And so, you know, people can listen to it. And, you know, as a, when I was younger, I never really appreciated classical music. and mm-hmm. to, But now, you know, playing more and kind of, um, I don't know, maybe getting more mature, understanding more. It does. It tells a story. It makes you feel some sort of, like sort of way. 
and um, from being married to a music um, teacher and <laughs> you know educator, um, you know she let me know that a lot of times there would be stories like operas, you know, because the music already made you feel some sort of way, and so then they just wrote these stories around like how the music makes you feel. Right. Like I think a really good like more modern example. Of- like Fantasia. Yeah, exactly. Fantasia and like, um, what's it, um, like the Nutcracker, you know, there's tons of music in there. Or like, it, it goes with the story. You're like, oh right. man, I really feel, you know, whether it's like minor chords or, you know, it, it, right. it, it, it evokes some sort of feeling. And I think it's true with worship, um, with worship music and other sorts of music. There's certain music you can listen to and it makes you really angry and it puts you in a metal, a metal. yeah like yeah. you know some metal like but I but I think it for me like it's just my opinion I think that it really matters what your heart and motive is like in and making it because mm-hmm. I think you could still like I've listened to metal music and um, other genres that it's Christian lyrics and but it still like, has like the same sound and a deliverance yeah. yeah exactly and um and I listen to it and and it ministers to me you know like because we feel human beings are complex we we experience a wide range of emotions and god created us to experience a wide range of emotions right and like with uh skillet as one of those examples of Mm -hmm. like a christian metal band um i've like listening to some of their songs i'm like they're talking about going through a hard time in their faith right now Mm mm-hmm and they're conveying what that feels like. That feels like frustration. That feels like anger. And being able to um, let that out and like talk about that and like you know, in their way, minister a bit. That's 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 an interesting thing. And like you said, the um, where your heart is at, what your purpose is at, and that that goes for people who are like not even just making the music, but mm-hmm. playing the music in band. If for you're sure. saying like on Sunday mornings, if you're preparing for this and you're thinking i've got to get this right Mm -hmm. you know this has to be a perfect performance right then you're not doing it for the right reasons it's true you have to do it for i want to glorify god and i'm going to glorify god by pursuing excellence Mm. for him Mm -hmm. you know yeah and that's different that's not gotta be good gotta be perfect right i am good so that i can glorify god right you know and uh, it's important for me and this is a hard thing for me, um, understanding that it is God's gift to me, mm-hmm. my music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not my actions that are like, um, you, you know, good, good job, Ethan. Yeah. It's, it's um, you know, like the only pride you can take is in um, obeying and all that. Yeah. So, you know, understand I'm doing this to glorify God. And that helps be in that spiritual thing. For sure, you know, because if you take if you take spirituality out of it, then is it really worship? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're ta- if you take out I'm trying to glorify God, then you're not worshiping because mm-hmm. that is what worshiping is. Right. So, absolutely, and I think yeah, I mean, and, and we can see that God has specific purposes, you know, for worship, and <clears throat> and then and even like language, because I remember, um, and hopefully we're not getting off track, but. I remember the first time that I thought I had the thought like God doesn't speak English like that's not his primary language like like I remember I just started like laughing hysterically to myself because I was like why would I ever think that that's like his primary language or you know not that right. that was really a conscious thought like oh God only speaks English that's not what I'm saying but it right. was like well you've only heard of God through English right and he's only and I've only heard him speak to me in, in English, in, in the in the language that you understand, <laughs> right? The, which which makes complete and total sense, and um, but I think about like even with like the creation of the world, like mm-hmm. God speaking things into existence. Like, what did that? What was that? What was that sound? What did that sound like? Like we read him, like it said, like he said, "Let there be," and there was, but it wasn't English, you know. He it wasn't those words. Let there be, you know. What was he? What was he saying? What was that language? What was the? What did it sound like? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a it's an interesting thing. And then I think about the scripture where it says that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings that are too that are too deep to even be like uttered or or, or spoken. And so. Um, 
or the, the like kind of speaking in tongues thing. Well, not even I've, that. I mean, that it I've, could be. Speak- I've heard of. I've heard of something like that. Oh. Yeah, or it's like like think of a like think of a um like a woman in childbirth, like they're not talking. Right, they they're not. You know, sometimes they're they'll be yelling at their husband. You did this to me, or you know, uh, <laughs> or um, you know, at the doctor, you know, give me more, give me more medicine. You know, who knows? Like, get this thing out of me. I don't know. But most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, never been pregnant. Just uh, just, for, just for the record, I don't know. Not speaking from experience. My mom. I'm one of seven kids. Um, so I've, I've been around for, for that process somewhat. Um, but most of the time they're, they're groaning, they're in pain. They don't have words to, to articulate what it is that they're feeling. It's just intense and it's overwhelming. And, and so like kind of tying that back to, um, I, like to music and worship, it's, yeah. it, it's through you using your instrument and your arts to glorify God, you're able to communicate things and convey emotions and stuff right. uh, for your awe, wonder, you know, hurts that you're delivering to God. Yeah. Um, that you just can't articulate with words. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's, you know, I mean, and in the scripture um, with the Israelite army, they would send the worship team, <laughs> the, the worshipers out in front of the army a lot of times and have them playing music in front of the soldiers because it was a reminder to them that it wasn't their might or their power that was going to accomplish the things that they wanted. It was only going to be through God's hand. Right. And so I think that that's what worship does for us. When we take a step back, it reminds us, it puts our hearts back into alignment, back away from that place like that you are mentioning of performance or this all depends on me or I need to be worried about this or focused on all these things. Right. I need to do good on this lead right. part. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even in just in life. I mean, because there's like most of the people that come to church and that are worshiping with us on Sundays or, you know, wherever, they're not necessarily musicians or singers. Um, but there's something about that music that and that um, that, you know, the Holy Spirit when he comes that it brings their heart back into alignment with God. It says, God, you're right. You're bigger than my problems. You're bigger than what I can see in the world. I'm not impressed by the evil that I see taking place. I'm not overwhelmed by it because I know that you are sovereign, that you are God. You're the creator of everything seen and unseen. There's nothing that doesn't happen apart from your 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 plan. And so it just kind of helps realign us with with our Heavenly Father, you know, in that moment. In a simple way, we can just kind of let go and surrender. And I think there's probably something magic, not magical, but, you know, that's happening that we don't see. All right, that spiritual, like we've talked about the place at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Music is spiritual. And like, you know, at summer camps and stuff, that those are intense spiritual moments when people are, um, reacting to the message and coming to the altar and praying and crying and letting stuff out. Yeah. That is a very spiritual moment. Mm-hmm. You know, that um, I I think left alone, mm-hmm. if we had just said, all right, we're done with the message, sit down and think about it. Yeah. God is most definitely, he's definitely powerful enough mm-hmm. to have people react then. But music, or and, mm-hmm. not but, and music helps draw that out and help us to like we said calling back um to feel those emotions that we can't quite articulate yeah yeah it's you know i don't know what what other people's experience is like but you know god's really been ministering to me lately through like so many different music where different songs where it's like normally i could hear something and it doesn't you know, it just goes it just, over. Oof. Yeah, it goes right over my head. Mm-hmm. I'm in a season where it seems like every song on the radio is like meant for me. Is <laughs> meant for me, and I'm just like, <clears throat> and it's, and it's a beautiful thing because I think that's always available for us to a certain degree. Like, if we're if we're looking for if we're hungry for God if we're seeking, right, we're if, gonna find Him. Right, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Right, and paraphrased so paraphrased first. <laughs> Right. Right. And so I think that like being in a place or in a season right now where I feel really hungry for God and I want um, and I want to see him, I'm looking I'm looking to find him. And so I've read um, like the whole um, 
look and more will be given to you, um, but stay and even more will be, like, the more you have, the more will be taken from you and the le- less you have, even more so will be taken away. Sure. Um, and that, how I've understood that talking with my dad and stuff mm-hmm. is talking about faith when you're looking at, like, when you already have faith in God mm-hmm. and you're looking to see where he's acting in your life and, like, um, you will find even more and more and more opportunities to see God and therefore gl- therefore glorify him mm-hmm. in your life. And if you already don't have faith in him and you're not looking for him, then it's going to wane and eventually be gone. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think that, you know, people a lot of times like to make the distinction, and it's true that worship isn't just music. It's not, right. you know, songs. But I think for with it being a universal language, I think it's a good starting point for people. Cause right. it worship is not the music. Right. Worship is glorifying God. Right. And so, but music helps. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, it, it lets people get out of their own head. You uh-huh. know, especially you know, I, I know for me, um, it's not like the words are awesome, but a lot of times it's just like you go from a verse or a chorus to like an instrumental. Mm-hmm. And then you can just, um, and then you can just, just kind of check out for a minute, you know, or check in rather. It might be a better way of putting it. You know, it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, okay, I don't, I don't have to worry about all these thoughts right now. I can just focus on the music, focus on being quiet, you know, trying to hear that still small voice. And a lot of time, God speaks to us in those moments, and hopefully. You know, as we mature as Christians, we can start to find more ways to worship God, except for just music. Right. And that actually is a very nice segue into the next kind of half of this, because we've covered the music. Mm-hmm. And earlier, you said, you talked about that quote where it's like, preach at all times, speak when necessary. Mm-hmm. And that is the second part of worshiping God. Mm-hmm. I always talk to dad, my dad a bit about this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, one way of worship is like living sacrificially. Mm-hmm. You know, living your life for God. Mm-hmm. Doing things for God to give God glory. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you worship God, if you're, if you worship God, then you're putting him at the very top. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever whatever we're worshiping, we're putting ourselves under that, right? right. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> if you worship God and as you grow in that maturity and in that relationship, you're going to find out, well, what what does God care about? Right. You know, it's like what 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 what's his heart? How does he feel about this? How can how can I worship him? How can I bring, you know, an offering? And it's kind of like you know, idolatry or some other religions where it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to bring some sort of like treasure or bring something to, to lay at his feet, you know, gold, silver, uh, jewels, you know, whatever people sac- you know, might sacrifice all different sorts of things and give it as an offering. <clears throat> but, you know, and there were sacrifices in the Old Testament, but that's never what God desired. God desired a sacrifice of, you know, our hearts. You know, sacrificing. Right. I, I think it talks a bit about that, like somewhere where David was writing. Yeah. You know, it is yeah, you more important for him to to repent with his heart and stuff. Right. Yeah. He says. I think he says he's like he. Um. He's like you don't desire um, sacrifice, or I would give it. You know, he was the king. He 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 understood, and he was a, David was a worshiper. You know, he's a, a musician, and <clears throat> you know he kind of got the fact that. God wasn't after physical sacrifices. He wasn't after the, you know, the, you know, meat material the thing. Yeah. He, he cared more about the, the, the heart, heart the spiritual thing, the relationship between you and God. Right. And so it's like, and, and that's even kind of correlates with like, you know, we can tithe, uh, tithing as a form of worship. Right. And I think sometimes people get caught up in the money thing. But it's really not so much about the money. It's what the money can buy, right? So it's like if we could go in. It's and, not that you give. It's it's not necessarily like how much, but what giving money means to you. If it means this is going to help God do more good in the world through other people, right. instead of well, t- 
high then again. <laughs> yeah. Budgeted for this. Right. Yeah. You know, it's more about what you what what the money buys. You know, because God, what does God care about? He cares about you know the poor and needy, the defenseless. He wants people to be taken care. You know, people to be taken care of and to have what they need and not be in. Um, and what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not depravity, but you know, just poverty. Poverty, maybe. You know, he he doesn't desire for people to be in poverty, and poverty isn't always like a a monetary position it doesn't mean you know necessarily how much money you have there's poverty of spirit too right but he just wants it's like the two commandments love god with all your heart soul, soul mind, mind and strength, strength and love your neighbor as yourself because our neighbors are created in the image of god he loves us enough to die for us so if we have a brother or sister in need go take you know take care of them you know that's your that's somebody that's made in the image of god like if you could do that without money, then we wouldn't need to tithe money. And and honestly, back in the Old Testament days, where it was a lot more agriculture, the society was a lot more agriculturally impacted, people would bring tithe of spices, food, you know, because that was just as good as money. Okay, this can feed this can feed people, you know what I mean? So, right. and that's a form of worship, um, <clears throat> you know, because that's what God cares about. You say, okay, God, that's what you care about. This is what I'm going to care about. I want to be just like you, right. you know. Doing I wanna, things to glorify you. Right. I want to bring you glory. Right. And, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, and like us doing like podcasts, like the podcast and stuff to give God glory. It's sure. Like, you know, to help get his message out there. Yeah. And you know, help people understand him, answer their questions. I mean, that's what we do on the Eight Thirty Two podcast. Sure. And you, uh, you encouraging people to um, follow through with their calling, like their creative calling um, that God's laid out for them. And like, you can do this. You need to <clears throat> lean on God. You know, lift this up to God, and He will carry you through. For sure. You know, and interesting thing. This uh, I actually remember talking about this. Um, with like faith and stuff um it's not like a god's not necessarily like purely you know blind faith it's turn my chair it's like um try it yeah try having faith in me you'll see that it works yeah you know i the other um week i was uh, i was in a rut trying to figure out uh, what it move like how to move forward in the podcast school mm-hmm. just started i was like oh my gosh how am i gonna do this so i was out on my back porch and i was praying and i was like god please help me find some direction and you know the like the fundamentals of discipleship like specifically the importance of fellowship and then the other things started clicking into place like you know talking to you about um about worship and yeah. going to be talking about the Bible, it started clicking. Yeah. And when things start lining up, you know, it takes effort. Like we talked about this earlier when I called mm-hmm. to try and talk to you. It, take, it should take effort but not feel like work. Right. You know, you should not be drained by what you think is God's work. You should be fulfilled. And, you know, when I'm just anxious about doing the podcast and mm-hmm. not like, you know drained by doing the podcast i need to do the podcast right you know i need to be able to do this and uh do this work for god so that god can have the glory sure um because you know i'm full i am fulfilled by this i get more energized i'm much more excited after i do the thing but i get anxious before i do the thing right you know which you know the, the devil doesn't like this podcast no, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't. <clears throat> it, it's crazy because I'm seeing kind of a, a resurgence in the in the spiritual warfare that I haven't seen, you know, in a while. And I don't know if it's how much of it's impacted by just the current circumstances, you know, the corona, this pandemic, and and all the other stuff. But it seems like he's really um, speaking to a lot of people and raising up voices. And I think before before i started um new mind collective and um got back in the swing of things and um that oh man i lost my train of thought see he's he's right it just happens you know it's just choo choo (laughs) it's like oh my gosh train wreck um (laughs) yeah but but no it's you know um 
it seems like it's everything. Like I've, I've experienced things in, um, in Bible studies, like all of it, like it's like, it's driving him absolutely crazy. Anytime people that have a calling on their life, which God, if you're a Christian, you know, God's called you to do certain things. He's, he's promised to make you us fishers of men. You know what I mean? And so just last night, um, my wife and I, we were working on, you know, worship music and, you know, and that's something that we've struggled to work with together um, because, you know, I think that there's a lot of spiritual warfare around that. Because I think with both of us being musicians and talented and all this stuff, that if we came together and just started like rocking out, you know, knocking out worship music and, you know, writing songs that help people, you know, worship God and break chains, like, who knows what, you know, that could do. Like, not saying that, you know, our stuff would necessarily be great, but I would love to talk to, like, a lot of prominent worship leaders and find out, like, hey, man, how how much did you go through, like, <laughs> in this process? Like, how many times did you just, were you, like, ready to quit, like, with music or, like, with other things because there was just all this resistance to it? Like, how did you overcome, like... Because I know a lot of there's a lot of believers out there that God's called to do things, but because there's resistance or there's some sort of spiritual warfare, they they think that they're doing something wrong. You know what I mean? Right, or they like, think, like in doing the podcast, and when I feel like you know so anxious about doing this, or like start feeling like I'm not worth doing this, you know, yeah. I'm not good enough to do this. Um, finding that resistance and feeling like I have to, <laughs> yeah, you know, I have to drag the podcast you know or drag anything else Uh, that's that's not god talking god's not telling you you're worthless god's not telling you that you're not good enough you know that is definitely the devil talking yeah and so you gotta think and that's that's it actually the the times where that's hardest for me is when i'm not aware of what's happening (laughs) you know because sometimes like i look at it from like a military point of view like I mean, there's a kingdom of heaven, you know, there's a kingdom of hell, right? You know, there's, these are actual forces that are, you know, engaging with each other, um, on a, on a daily basis. You know what I mean? God's our King. He's got an army of angels, you know, the God of angel. Come on. So, uh, (laughs) but, and so I think, so I started to think about it. I'm like, Oh, well, what would, okay. If the enemy's aware, if he has any idea that there's somebody that's going to be like making an advancement for the kingdom of God, you become a target. Like, and so, like you said, God's not going to talk to you that way. God doesn't talk to me like that by telling me that I can't do things and that I'm, you know, less than, and I'm, you know, whatever. And so once I realize it's the enemy, I'm like, wait, why, why would the enemy have a problem with what I'm doing? Oh, because because when I was sitting on the couch eating junk food, playing video games, or, I wasn't glorifying God. When I, yeah, when I wasn't when I wasn't trying to advance the kingdom, when I wasn't trying to focus my entire purpose in my life on glorifying God, I don't remember experiencing as many of these attacks. You know, when I was right. being neutral, the devil was fine. He's like, oh yeah, Kyle, I'm cool with Kyle's being a Christian. He's already gotten saved. There's nothing I can do about that. But he's not making any noise, so I can I can use my uh, my attention or you know my my forces right, elsewhere. And um, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. uh, what my grandpa was saying, uh, if the devil can't control whether or not you're a con- you're a converted Christian, right? Uh, he will try and make you inactive, inert, right. mm-hmm. lukewarm, right? And um, yeah, because the the devil does not like glorifying god mm-hmm. and so he'll try and stop you yeah and yeah there's and there's um my it's actually my christian uh rap workout playlist <laughs> and it's it's just been so encouraging for me to listen to to i like christian rap music because you can kind of tell a story in a way that you know maybe other songs can't and are in other genres but just um a little you know insight for everybody watching for yourself like I've been having like crazy like digestive problems for a while and I didn't understand like what it was and I it just felt like there was always these things that were coming you know and I was just becoming like discouraged and kind of like defeated but I started listening to uh there's like one song in particular 
and he, it was a song. He was like, um, basically saying like the devil told him that he was going to be exposed if he ever tried to tell his testimony like publicly. Like that was one of like the fears that he had. Like, you know, like no, I'm I'm for God. I want to give my testimony. I want to say what God has done. And then the enemy kind of like was coming in for or him and being like, well, or, not that, but I'm going to expose you as like the disgusting human right. being that you are, the sinful creature. Once people know what you struggle with, what your sin is, what your weaknesses are, they're going to throw stones and they're going to want to destroy you. They'll run you out of the town because, oh my gosh, you've messed up. Right, exactly. And so, you know, and it's like, man, what a lie, you know, like... And it, and it just bothers me so much that the enemy does that. And it's like, and then he was like talking about his, he had digestive problems, the guy in the song. And he's like, you know, you've been trying to test me in the faith, but every time uh, you take a loss, um, or every time I overcome, you take a loss and my faith grows. So like when we get in that spiritual warfare and we realize what the enemy is doing and we can overcome that, it makes us bolder. But once we live in that, you know, that place of fear for a while, it becomes harder to, to get out of it, I guess. But it encourages me. So I guess my point with that was just that, you know, there's a lot of ways that worship music and Christian music can, uh, you know, help us. And being honest with each other, I think, is, is part right, of Something way. you've posted um, is like church should be a, a place where it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And, you know, in the context of I'm trying to get better. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and it's, um, there was another one I said that, or another post that I've seen that says it even better. And it says that church should be a hospital for the broken, not a museum, or a hospital for broken people, not a museum for good people. Right. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, Jesus himself said, like, uh, um, the healthy people do not need a doctor. Yeah. It's you not know? the healthy that need a physician. It's the sick. And if Jesus, I want to be like, I want to be like Jesus. You know what I mean? And I think. That's I think you want to be like Jesus too. Like once you once you get to know Jesus, mm-hmm. you really want to be like you, you. You can't help but not want to be like him. You're like this guy is great. He loves people. He's doing miracles. He's ticking people off that have attitude problems, you know. And and I don't think that was his intention. But it's nice when you're doing the right thing. Well, right, well when, when when people don't like it when they're challenged. Right. So. And so I mean, there's there's. Two things that the Bible, you know, says we overcome the enemy with, and that's the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. So, you know, I think that's another part of what worship, worship music is. It's it's a testimony of what God does and what he, you know, what he can do. Especially a lot of the best worship songs um, come from. If you hear the backstory, came from some sort of tragedy, some sort of you know, sacrifice, something terrible that happened that helped somebody realize, like help somebody overcome or grow and mature in their faith or have some sort of new realization or perspective. Right, like uh, that one song. Oh my gosh, I forgot it, but it makes me cry. Um, the the song, it's, it says like you, you were um, trampled on, on the ground. Um, oh yeah yeah like a rose trampled on the, the ground grounds, you took uh, the fall and thought of me above all yeah yeah it's like dang yeah and that's like an epic that that is a fantastic way of like looking at that and like helps you visualize that and internalize that and makes me cry <laughs> yeah so you know all of this uh, with the worship music is to glorify god and to tell your testimony and sure. to convey things like like we've been saying yeah, and there's a song too, like um, <clears throat> um, "Raise a Hallelujah." You know that song, I'm sure a lot of listeners have heard of it. <clears throat> and at first, I wasn't a big fan of that song. Like, I liked it well enough, but you know, we play a lot of music, and you know, you have your favorites. And then I heard the testimony of the guy that wrote that song, and um, he had a friend that had like a small child that they thought was going to die from like health complications, and he was talking about that that crippling fear that like you know that overwhelming fear that kind of came on him like starting to try to make him question oh is god really good if he's gonna let your friends you know kid die like he served the lord you know he comes in he's a snake man he tries to accuse and 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 plant those seeds of deception right the 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 question of evil is a very difficult question and 
the devil likes to use that. Yeah, and, and so and it's like, and it would be so easy in that moment, even if you don't want to concede that God is, that like God isn't good in that moment. You know, if you don't fall into that temptation, a lot of times we, you know, are crushed underneath the weight of defeat of the seeming defeat in that moment or that fear and so it just paints a a beautiful picture of what worship is for me in that moment was when he says no i'm gonna raise a hallelujah in this moment in the presence of my enemies no matter what's going on no matter how loud the voice of the enemy is saying that you're gonna die you're gonna be defeated you're gonna be destroyed god doesn't love you whatever it is I'm going to praise and I'm going to stand on his word and on his power in the presence of my enemies. I'm not going to wait until things get better. I'm going to overcome this position by realigning my heart and recognizing that God's in control and that he's sovereign and that I can trust him. And so I'm going to praise him in this moment, even though the circumstances aren't what I would want them to be. He's worthy of praise, and so I am going to praise. And in those moments, it's just, it's beautiful to, to feel those chains break off or like that hardness in your heart when, you're, when you've realigned yourself with, you know, your creator and you remember that, you know, who you are and whose you are, and it, and it kind of allows you to go back into the world and, you know, have your, have your perspective back, you know, and your boldness back. All right. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, the uh, dang, knowing who's you are, giving God, giving God glory, um, yeah. even during the hard times. That's a that's a thing that a lot of people struggle with. But and the enemy is like he, you know, the thing. Part of there's two, there's a couple things that that kind of motivate me. One is making God proud, and two is making the enemy angry. <laughs> you know and so knowing that you know the enemy is constantly trying to hurt god and attack he can't i mean god's you know it's he's untouchable so it's you know but the fact that there's this question of oh i'm gonna try to get your creation to curse you i'm gonna try to get you know the person that you love and you die yeah exactly like job and you know to curse you and 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 prove that you're like lesser than and so there there's almost a a boldness and um a breakthrough that comes when you're like dude this is so bad that i want to worship god so that he gets more glory in this situation you know what i mean like I want him to put it on a loudspeaker for the enemy. Like when things are as bad as they can possibly look or as bad as they can possibly get. And yet my children are worshiping me. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to, I'm going to take a bullhorn and let and put it right in the enemy's ear and let that, you know, come in and right. be like, what, so what happened? All of this, my children are still leaning on me. They trust me. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. Instead and of turning to you, which yeah. Still, lots of people have trouble with, but that's sure. the whole thing. This is what worship is. Worship is glorifying God. Worship is uh, in music on Sunday mornings and in your life, yeah. in your actions, and what you do, and how you think about things. Sure. You know, that like like we said with the example of tithing, mm-hmm. um, why and how you do things. Yeah. Um, is like can is how you can glorify God. Um, earlier, I think. I think it was like uh, in one of your like Monday morning meditations where it's like mm-hmm. do all things as if you're working for the Lord, not people. Yeah, Col- you know, I think so, it's Colossians. So you can three. help, you know, that's how you glorify God. Yeah. And this whole thing, how worship ties into um, you know, discipleship, mm-hmm. I'd say is, you know, because discipleship is the act of growing closer to God and you grow closer to God when you're glorifying him mm-hmm. when um, you're leaning on him and when you have when you see things where God is acting in your life you can see more things mm-hmm. so there are more opportunities to glor- glorify God and more opportunities to grow closer to him and understand him it's true so absolutely yeah I agree a hundred percent and I you know, there was, a, I think we might have talked about it. There was a, um, a worship um, conference that I was listening to, and they were saying for them, you know, worship helps them do three things. And I think I might have even talked about this um, on the podcast, but, you know, it helps you uh, remember. 
So, and when we worship God in, in those moments and, you know, through music, we remember who we are, whose we are. It helps us return and come back to him in those moments if we, you know, because he starts talking to us or speaking to us and we realize, hey, maybe I've started to stray from God in this way or I've started to, you know, I've allowed my thinking to become skewed or, or, or problematic um, or believe something that the word of God doesn't say. So let me return and come back to the place where I realize that, no, God is the source of truth. You know, it's, you know, he is the truth. He's the embodiment of truth. There is no truth apart from him, you know, and um, return and then reconnect. Let me figure out how I can get plugged back in because he has a purpose for all of our lives. And I think, you know, in the United States or in different places, we can be, we can forget, you know, what our real purpose is. You know, we think, well, our job, our, our purpose is just to go to work and come home and take care of our family or do these certain things. And it's like, no, that might be necessary to live, you know, that we need, uh, there's certain parts of, uh, of that that are of God or we need to, to live to survive. But our purpose is to um, glorify God. Right, you and know? That's, that's a hard thing to, like, 100% always you know, be acting on. Sure. And I mean, that's something I struggle with because there are times like when I'm, when I'm dealing with homework and stuff and I'm, uh, I'm stressing and whatnot. Um, you know, that's not when I'm glorifying God and all that. Sure. You know, so, um, these are all the right things to do. Mm -hmm. You know, this is all the right way to be. And it's like simple instructions, but hard to carry out. Mm -hmm. Like, um, <laughs> one of my favorite examples is like, my, my dad and I working out. He's like, all right, do a, do a curl with 30-pound dumbbells. <laughs> That's really easy instruction. Mm -hmm. Not easy to do, at mm -hmm. least for me right now, because, you know, noodly arms. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm like, <laughs> but they were really easy instructions. Mm -hmm. um, and it's similar with, you know, how you do things. Like, it's, a, it's an easy thing to say. Your purpose is to glorify God. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to, like, follow that out and, like, always be glorifying God and always be worshiping. And that's, like, a change in, you know, renewing your mind and sure. all of this with the New Mind Collective. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, um, how, how you think about things so that instead of, oh, my gosh, this sucks, or, like, this is the worst time of my life, instead of that, or at least adding to that, but I can get through it with God. Mm -hmm. Or, you know... I don't want to do these chores um, as like the regular teenage example, I guess. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to do these things um, instead of I'm working for this person. I, this is an opportunity to glorify God, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, and but it's it's hard to act on that. But that's how we need to act. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to be in the world but not of the world, and you know. Sometimes it might be easier to do that than others, mm -hmm. and I mean I think we're we're moving into a place though where, you know, in other countries it's a lot harder to be vocal about your faith, and it and it puts things in a different perspective when life and death is kind of a little more real. I feel like you know, and right, and, like and, there are real martyrs. Yeah, a lot like not not alive because they're martyrs. Right. No, Real yeah. people who die yeah. in Asia and the Middle East are, that are trying to evangelize. You know, in Egypt, I, Andrew Walters is a missionary, and mm -hmm. he, he talks about how he went to Egypt, and uh, they had to be really careful about um, where they were saying things and how they were saying things, mm -hmm. because it's illegal. Sure. I think it was Egypt. Um, but he was telling stories about that. So there, And there's this one story... Um, I heard about um, a group of missionaries. This, this, this was older. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a group of missionaries and they were about to go on a mission trip or they were preparing to. And they were like, all right, pack your coffin. Mm. It wasn't pack a suitcase. It wasn't pack your bags. It was pack your coffin because most people who go, on, uh, go to this place die. Mm -hmm. That's your foot. Yeah, um, <laughs> but that's like a... They're, they're, so yeah. here it's like you know like at the beginning of the podcast you're talking about your podcast and how you felt convicted mm -hmm. and like if you know who I am if you know the truth why won't you say it yeah. on your podcast 
and so and like in the U.S., it is perfectly legal to talk about your faith. Mm-hmm. So there's not an excuse not to. Right. And uh, just like there's not quite an excuse not to glorify God in uh, all situations, which is what the whole um, through Christ I, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's what that verse is about, mm-hmm. not sports. Right. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's. I mean, we could go we could go deep on a lot of stuff because I mean we all have a measure of faith, right? God gives us everybody a measure of faith. And some people might not desire to have more faith. You know what I mean? Like there's there's different levels. Like some people might be like, okay, well, I'm content with my reality and what I understand of, you know, God and stuff like that. But I mean, you can take it as far as you want to, you know, as far as you want to go. Like God is, is infinite. He's, mm-hmm. and so like, you know, if you're talking about going deep, like you can go as deep as you want to, as deep as you want to get. Because how many people, you know, those, the scripture says if you try to, you know, save your life, you'll lose it. But if you if you lose your life for my sake, then you'll gain it. Does that mean we should be rushing out trying to get ourselves killed? No, I don't think that that's what that's mm-hmm. saying. But I think that the point is that we should be completely poured out, you know, before God. And the people that are, or the people that like have been, especially in the Bible, it doesn't matter what their circumstances were they experienced a greater reality. Stephen was being stoned, and while he's being stoned, he's looking up and he's having a vision of heaven. And he's like, no, I see God at the right hand of the Father, you know? And he's and he's having this, like, crazy, glorious vision while he's being stoned. And it's like, I don't understand. Or, or Paul and Silas, after being beaten, you know, they're in a prison cell and they're worshiping God and there's an earthquake. You know, it's like all these different things. It's like... And even if there wasn't an earthquake, just the fact that they're able to worship God after being beaten and not, you know, feel fear or, you know, like, because that doesn't make sense. Like, in my mind right now, if if I got beaten with, like, reeds on my back or bamboo sticks or something, I would not be in the mood to sing. That would have to come from a supernatural place. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if we believe people can walk on water, that's a supernatural thing, like, you know, we it's it just depends on our measure of faith. And the Bible says, yeah, faith of a mustard seed, you can t- tell mountains to move. So if we don't see mountains moving, I say we need more faith. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So basically, to kind of sum up our discussion with um, worship and, and, really, and as a fundamental of discipleship is that yes. music is spiritual. Mm-hmm. And that's why we use it. That's why we use music to worship. It's able to convey emotions and help us to that we wouldn't be able to articulate and also to articulate our testimonies, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can glorify God through our testimonies, through song and help people understand that and help them to glorify God mm-hmm. through song. And the other, the second part of worship is living sacrificially, living in a way that glorifies God. Mm-hmm. You know how, you know, doing a podcast, <laughs> which... If that's not your calling, you don't have to do yeah. that. But you know, like like you've encouraged people to do Monday morning meditations, Meditation, sure. um, to follow your calling, to trust God in your project, to lean on Him for how to move forward, to get it done. Yeah. Um, for His glory, which is sums up worship, glorifying God. Absolutely. And how glorifying God is important to discipleship because the the definition of discipleship in talking with Brent a while ago is growing closer to God and when you glorify God Mm -hmm. when you worship him um you're able to find other points in your life where God has acted Mm -hmm. and in um giving God glory and seeing that he has acted in your life you're able to grow closer to him and he'll be able to act more in your life because you can believe that he can Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, there's a um, and and just going back to discipleship, there's a there was a I think it was a like Jewish or you know Sumerian proverb, but it says you know may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi, and so you know while discipleship I think is growing closer to um, is going closer to God because um, it's a process and you're gonna mm-hmm. grow you know closer through that through that discipleship process, I think you just gotta start saying hey wherever Jesus is that's where I want to be. 
You know, that's I think that that's part of it. And I think when we disciple other people, we, um, you know, by our example, we show them how to live, you know, how like Jesus lived or kind of, um, you know, teach them those ways. But for us to be disciples of Jesus, we should we should go where we see him going, say what we see him saying and try to remove um like John the Baptist said, I must decrease so Christ, you know, can increase. And that, you know, there's different meanings to that, I'm sure, and, and you can take it deeper. Because um, I think a lot of people think the closer they get to God, like the more of their personality has to be taken away. Like, I, you know, I don't know if, if you like felt the, like the, that. Like, the, you're, the what chiseling. makes you you? Well, yeah, there's the, there's the chiseling, but it's like what makes us uh, us, I felt like, oh, well, if I become more holy or more like God in this discipleship process, like, I'm not going to be able to make as many right. jokes or I'm not going like, to be able to... I, yeah, I, I, I actually thought about that a while ago. I was waiting for my mom, and mm-hmm. um, it's a rough garden. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm weeding, I'm taking out weeds and stuff, and there are whole patches where weeds were, mm-hmm. where they're now not. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, dang. You know, that when, when you see this, when you take the weeds out of your life, when you take the weeds out of you, mm-hmm. there's a hole. Right. And the hole needs to be filled. And we have, like, um, like predisposition, I guess, to fill that in with a different kind of weed. Sure. When we should fill that with God. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not always fun. That's not always easy to hear. That's not something we necessarily like. Right. Because, you know, I'm comfortable, or I was comfortable with this weed Mm -hmm. and um like putting god in there what am i gonna look like like what you know and giving up our sin not Mm -hmm. wanting to um do the things anymore yeah and there's and i like that you said that because when i first came back from new york i was doing work for a friend and he had all these uh visteria vines i think they are something like that it's like kudzu but it's like It's there's like these crazy roots that go like all through like the dirt, and he he wanted them removed, and I was like, oh yeah, that should be easy, you know, like <laughs> like no problem, and yeah, and I'm out there for literally probably like four or five hours, just like I'm sitting there and I'm trying to rip one out. Okay, I can't I can't rip it out. Let me go get some. Uh, let me try to go get something sharp, you know, some loppers or a machete. And cut it, and then like right. maybe one root small enough to where I can use the loppers, and then I can I sit there and have to like tear right. it up. I think I've messed around with that too, and it's like there there was a root I found with Ricky Allen, uh, and you know it was like the side of a sweet potato. <laughs> it's yeah, like, holy crap! Yeah, and there's those, and you're like, well, I'm not I, I'm not even gonna mess with that. I'm just gonna cut this off as low as I can, and other ones I'm like putting it over my shoulder, and at the end I had like a giant pile of these roots. And, uh, and God was like ministering and speaking to me in that moment about how sin, you know, can take root. And I was thinking about that. And, but then he's like, he's like, but it's also true for seeds of righteousness. He's like, once you plant these seeds and you've developed this foundation fundamentals, I think is what you're, what you're talking about. And once you have that, those roots are just as strong, if not stronger of the good stuff like there's a scripture that says that the righteous are like trees planted by the river their roots go down deep and they're you know in the storm they right. they stand tall and strong and so right and that that is a big part of like discipleship and stuff is to like be able to plant things and then yeah. you know be the right be the right soil right as well because you know that parable of the different uh, uh, soils where it's like you know you don't want to be um you know, like the the rocky one where it sprouts up quick, but isn't it doesn't grow deeply. So any sign of trouble and it dies. Yeah. You know, or the people who are don't even get a chance to be planted and are eaten up by the devil. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you want to be the good ground that mm-hmm. actually you know people are actually able to grow. That's right. So. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, I think. I think that worship helps us do that, man. Worship, discipleship, you know, all these things, they uh, they have different purposes. And we want to be as much like Jesus as we can be. And in discipleship, you know, and, and in worship, we're, we're helping bear each other's burdens. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. And that, that, that was part of the discipleship, like, uh, the uh, fellowship. <laughs> sure. Talking about fellowship last week with my dad. Yeah. Um, 
what is that we this is a group of people that you, can help you grow in your faith mm-hmm. and um you can help them grow in their faith um and like that's an intimate group that's an intimate thing to grow together for christ to worship him yeah you know to tie it all back together Woo! Woo! Full circle. Spur each other on towards good works. Motivate right. each other. Encourage each other. Like, hey, we can do this. We got this. Right. That's uh, yeah. yeah. That's the that's the importance of fellowship, and set and sail on the SS fellowship. <laughs> do, do. <laughs> and I was like, see, I'm crazy. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming yeah. on, Kyle Marion of the New Mind Collective podcast. Yep, gotta represent with with the t-shirt mm-hmm. yep so yeah importance of fellowship growing together so that we can worship God and that you know trails into this episode the importance of worship so that we can glorify God therefore growing closer to him because that is the that is the definition of discipleship growing closer to God and with that I'd like to thank you, Kyle, for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks for talking. Thank you for having us on your podcast like a month ago. Dang. I know. I need to have um, you guys on again. Um, um, having us on there to kind of roll out the red carpet for us. Yeah. You know, 300 views. It's like we were never going to find that Come just on. by our lonesome. <laughs> so I uh, want to thank you for um, supporting our podcast and thank you for coming on to talk about worship. With that, will you please pray us out? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for thanks for having me. Happy to be here, um, Father God. We just love you, Lord. We we need you. Everybody that's listening to this podcast, whether they know it or not, both of us, we probably need. <laughs> we probably can't even fully grasp how much we need you. And with so many things in the world, God, with so many voices, so many potential idols, including ourselves, um, there's a lot of things that being worshipped. There's a lot of things being worshipped that don't deserve it. You're the only person that deserves worship, um, Father God. So I hope that you continue to minister to us, reveal um, to us areas in our lives where we are worshiping things that um, are just unworthy. It's not you, God. It's 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 things that draw us away from you. Um, I pray that you would give us eyes to see clearly who you are, how you how much you love us, how you care about us, what you've done for us. Um, that all your promises are true, and in you, all your promises are yes and amen, Father God. And so I just pray that um, no matter how dark the world gets, no matter how hard times are, that you just continue to draw us to yourself, God, that you give us that hope that is eternal and remind us of that hope that is eternal, God, that no matter what we see, no matter how scary it is, um, you're in total control, God. And so I just pray that you bless Ethan and Robbie and the 832 podcast. God, I'm so um, encouraged and inspired by what these young guys are doing. And um, it's just encouraging to me, God. It reminds me that we're all in the we're all in this race together. We might be in different places, but we're all going through the same journey. We all have the same fears, the same anxieties, the same desires. And so I'm just thankful for them. I pray you continue to strengthen them in the faith, God. Give them good mentors and leaders to help them grow um, even stronger, God. I know you have a mighty purpose um, for both of these men, and. Um, even more so in the days to come, God. Raise them up, make them strong, equip them with everything that they need to do warfare with the devil and to be able to worship you and glorify you in the, um, in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.